This is the Campfire Passport Podcast, and I'm joined by Colin, who is my favorite co-host. I'm going to change your job every single time we do an intro because I think that's important. Uh, This podcast is going to be pretty fun because everybody's going to go over the McGrew Trail Camp Trip, which um, I didn't make. So, spoiler alert, (laughs) there's going to be no me on this podcast. And also, they're not even going to talk about me. That's how little I was involved. I'm pretty sure there was absolutely zero mention of me loaning my fridge to Mike or, you know, anything. None of it. So I'm not saying that I'm upset about it, but I am a little bit mad uh, that there was just like not even you know two minutes maybe dedicated to talking about me. I guess it's my punishment for not getting my uh, shit together, uh, which was no surprise i think to anybody <laughs> that uh heard the tone of my voice in the last podcast that was uh i i'm exactly in the same spot as i was then by the way so um before the guys kick me out and take over and do the podcast without me um what do you, what do you got colin what's what's going on uh so just want to mention that wherever you listen also Go check out the YouTube version because there are clips in there from the trip as kind of context uh, video, just like there was for the Alvord recap pods that we did. And uh, outside of that, just uh, sit down and enjoy it, I guess. Oh, yeah, and get ready. Uh, Notice for headphone users, Mike Palmer digs through a fridge for at least 15 minutes, which uh, everybody's going to love. Uh, Don't worry, I cut that out. Okay, that's probably good. Well, I have an Oprah I'd like to start with, you guys. Um, I... I really wanted to express how different that trail was for me than what I thought it was going to be. Because when we first started, we were talking about, oh, yeah, it's going to be like 20 miles of Edison. And then we pop out into this burn, and all of a sudden we're riding along this hillside, and there's a memorial because it's so dang steep a guy rolled off, Jason Roberts. Um, I sent you guys the story about it after I did some research. I don't want to get into it. It was... uh, it was a tragic thing, and we I think that is a topic for another podcast, not this one. But what it did lead me into is I did some digging into comparing the uh, hillside skirting that we did, both uh, at the end of McGrew and then on our way out. And I wanted to compare it to the famous switch back there at Black Bear. So the worst angle of the hill on McGrew is actually 39 degrees. Putting it into perspective, the worst part of the switchback on Black Bear is 41 degrees. That's almost two degrees different. Two degree difference. Whoa. Yes. Negligible. Which is negligible when you're sitting there white knuckling your steering wheel. Yeah, that's one PSI in your tires. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then another little comparison. So this is horizontal distance. I did not do the math to get your full total distance. If you roll down Black Bear at the very first switch pack, you have a 1,700 feet of uh, horizontal distance that you would be rolling down. At the worst of McGrew, we have 2,000 feet. Oh, good. So where's that two so... degrees come into play? <laughs> <laughs> so, like seven, 1,701. Let me, let me bust out. Yeah. Let me bust out the Soka Toa. <laughs> if you're rolling a quarter but, of a mile. I've got my abacus and we're just going to yeah. keep sliding. Have a head injury. Yeah. <laughs> so I just really wanted to open with that to like really bring into light how crazy that part of the trail was i yeah. it was for me as soon as we came out i was like i was like holy shit this is not what i was expecting so um colin kind of want to hear what you had a little bit in your research on the trail uh, not just about the trail and what it entailed as far as obstacles but even some of the history behind it if you have some of that um yeah I, like one of the some of the main things were as far as when I did all the research to a find it and then b figure out what the the terrain and what the actual trail itself was going to be like there I mean it's it's pretty limited as far as information goes I'm sure there'll be more as things go on but I will say it was like you said a lot different than what I had expected like it was yeah there was a few harder obstacles but they did have go-arounds not that any of us used them because we actually wanted to you know do some wheeling but the fact that it was 22 miles from the gate to camp and most of it was like just kind of beating on you the whole time it was not um just like a regular forest road to an obstacle and then a forest road to another obstacle it was weird side hills with you know large bumps on the side that tip you towards the side hill to make it feel even you know (laughs) even more butt puckery and then it would get to an actual obstacle and you'd yeah. get to like do a short little wheeling job in the obstacles. Um, that super narrow, uh, like overgrown almost section. No one has ever talked about that at all that I've ever seen. Um, so that was pretty unexpected. Yeah. And it was, I mean, that was a good few miles where it was just narrow narrow and like weird side hill things to like get around a tree and stuff like that so that was that was a a weird one and then that last like long section of optional quote unquote um wheeling lines that's also never i've never seen anyone have video or anything from that entire section either it's it was mm-hmm. it's basically just that big first that obstacle one and then, caught me off guard yeah same and then the the bowl are basically the only things that you really see mm-hmm. people say oh these are the wheeling obstacles so so i thought that that was yeah the bowl we made 
quick work of. Uh, don't put me in that some Tyson, you made quick work of that. <laughs> no, yeah. I, we all we all got through that so fast. Like we stopped for a moment and Colin said the bowl is about 200 yards up. And I'm like, OK, cool. This is this is going to be fun. We're going to spend a little time here. And I mean, we all got through it really quick. Well, Tyson did it in third I, it year. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it. Yeah, it's feet going in. I I had the left foot break being a, a manual, just trying to get a little control of the, the downhill roll. Um, geared low as I am, still was a little faster than I wanted to go. But uh, yeah, we'll see how many dents we can put in share. <laughs> Would you notice? <laughs> Bar? uh no no i wouldn't but that's a, that's the beauty of it right like uh when mike mentioned on one of the last times that i i put a giant <laughs> dent in uh in the right rocker i did i <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah hearsay i, I watched watch the rock roll with him yeah <laughs> The dents I yeah. notice are the ones in the transmission cross member that keep me out of four low. So I have to <laughs> manually remove the linkage, put it in four low, secure linkage somewhere, and go. So, Colin, back to uh, the trail really quick. Um, after the bowl, we took, we came to that T and we took a right. If we would have taken a left there, doesn't that take us back to just kind of the main road? Uh, so it would have taken us back to, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, the road back out that we were on, and it may have I haven't I haven't relooked. I probably should at some point, but remember when um, we stopped because I was having a noise that went away. Uh, mm -hmm. from my front axle and Carlton pointed out that ridge road that like came straight down one of the hills like off in the distance that we had already passed I believe that it would have linked into that and come back through that direction so essentially cutting so... you know half of of the trail out Yeah, so, so a lot of people could take that left and avoid these quote-unquote surprises. Yeah, and I and I'm guessing you mean the good obstacles. And I'm guessing no, because the it's still after the bowl, but it's I'm guessing that that's like those um, like I had brought up while we were out there, um, the videos of the 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 Bronco Club going through there with all their like nice painted broncos and whatnot i'm wondering if that's what they do is they take the left there and pull out because continuing to go in a bronco which is easily as wide as you know as my car through there no nobody with a fresh paint like nice restored that they quote wheel bronco is going to want to go through that so the tight brush areas anyway so so maybe that's why there's not a lot about that last yeah. like section um which okay 
cool. Um, kind of, you also then miss out on that super sketchy <laughs> ridge road that has the really cool views and, and yeah. uh, the unfortunate yeah. memorial. Mm-hmm. You get more diversity if you take a and right. Ad- diversity and adversity. And adversity. Just, right. vers- just versity. Yeah. All sorts All of diversities. <laughs> well, and my coworker who had went, the one thing she had mentioned was uh, what she had quoted, Pinstripe Alley, uh, because there was someone in a brand new Tacoma that was absolutely, you know, upset at the end of that <laughs> one mile section of what seemed to be Manzanita on steroids. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine somebody like I said, angry trees, fresh paint, lots of scraping noises, lots of nails on chalkboard sounds. Yeah, yeah, like those those two that we saw. And it looked like they had one of those newer like Alumacab stuff, so they were getting really dinged. Mm. Yeah, those those Lexus. It was like a Lexus and like a two hundred series or something that were headed in when we were leaving, and so I. I'm guessing they're not going to be super yeah. happy if if they don't already know about that. Like that's that's not going to be their favorite part. <laughs> it's no, that was it scratched my soft top and my glass like a ton. <laughs> well, not glass, I guess plastic windows, but just scratched the crud out of. It. I just painted this before we left, and it's all scratched up. Like it was great. Oh, oh man, yeah. it dented the door it dented too. It too. Yeah. Yeah, this was it wasn't like that before. You should see did you get it from this angle? Yeah, look at that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, Watch Colin said he's the only one that got real body damage. Uh, um Steve, I'm 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 very interested to kind of hear your thoughts on the trail. because um, you did have a a friend do it, but also in no disrespect, you're kind of the more you're the greenest of the group. Yeah, a thousand percent. This is this is your first real trip. Yeah, that was right? the first time I had been for low for that amount of time in in one section, and just like Colin had said, of just being pounded for that amount of time, mm-hmm. I was expecting some of that, um, but I don't think at any time did I feel like overtly uncomfortable. Both watching you guys. Uh, and being around your guys' inspiration didn't make it very hard at all to just be like, all right, I got it. I'll just follow him. Doesn't look too bad. Watching a a, a lifted, you know, lifted JK on 37s just walk through it. Well, I can do that on 33s in a Tacoma and longer wheelbase. Sure. But you did. But you did. And less lockers. But you did. Three-wheel drive. I, I did also find out that you know, at one point in time, I had thought, what's one inch of ground clearance? Well, one inch of ground clearance <laughs> is out. shaving a rock on the exit of a bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, an inch will do a lot, bud. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, uh, it, was, it was more fun than I had thought. It was more pounding than I thought. It was, um, whether it was the heat. Or the trail, or a combination of it, it was it, it felt pretty grueling, but in in a in a in a very fun way. Cool. 
Yeah. But at no point did I feel overwhelmed or feel like there wasn't uh, an available out option to just clearly go around a very easier option. That's true. They did have a lot of turns. Yeah, there's go-arounds. But not to say that the other probably 20 miles of that road is still very, very bumpy, very challenging, and, you know, um, yeah, any of the other obstacles were not at the points where it's very tippy. You're never having to do any of those obstacles in a cliffside situation. All of those are in a very manageable format. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to do that bowl on the hillside of something would be, you know, a lot more intense. <laughs> or some of those switchbacks being on the hillside coming the other, like maybe coming down might be a little bit difficult on some of those or feel a little bit more, you know, off camber because you're coming in tipping downhill versus tipping into the hill. I yeah, that'd be a little more sketchy for sure. I don't think you're supposed to do that backwards. Yeah, I, no, and, but not that. I mean, I've I've never seen anything. There's no gate. Yeah, which was odd. Don't say that. I've never seen anything about <laughs> going the other way. I mean, the thing is, though, is you go the other way, you're gonna end at a gate, and then you get to go all the way back. So it's like, well, unless you got, as we've proven, unless you've got fourteen hours to uh do that yeah and and imagine imagine how i think worn we out, made good time too yeah, but imagine how worn out we were at the end of that to then get to the end and be like okay now we get to turn around and do that again in this worn out state because that's i mean like i <laughs> said it's that trail the tough obstacles oh yeah some of those spots, I would just take the easy route just because I, I I don't need to prove it to myself. Plus, some of those things are even easier on the down versus coming up through that pinch rock section. So, are you, are you really going to dive in there again? Yeah. yeah. It's just it's just a matter of and how that's, uh, anticipating you, you don't run into someone who is going the right way. Is going the proper way, yeah. <laughs> yeah In one of the true. spots where you have nowhere to get around. Yeah. <laughs> Hence, why it's a one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety percent of the trail. There, even yeah. on the road down into sourdough. How the fuck are you supposed to get around one of those uh, a full size carrying a trailer? Oh yeah, no way. And then back up where? Back up. Yeah, where? you, you <laughs> just have to reverse until. You reverse no. until you fall off the cliff, and then the other person goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a game of chicken, really, is what it is. Two men enter, one man leave. Yeah. yeah, That's right. What you need to be doing is just laying on your horn when you enter into that, so anybody down who's on the first like 100 feet might be like, you know what, I'm going to back up, because it sounds like someone's coming down. <laughs> no, they go, you know what, I'm going to go ahead, because I, uh, I think I can beat him. No, because they're cutting firewood. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Which I... Do want to mention? I did double check when we got back. It is not fire cutting wood season in that area, and nor can you have campfires in that area that right now. Yep. Yeah, the sun. Why would the fire be cutting wood? The, literally, like, I, I thought camp was going to burst into flames around uh, <laughs> four thirty. Yeah. When my fridge yeah. cut off. I just know that that guy is going to feel real embarrassed when he listens to this, and <laughs> he's going to be like, "Oh shit." 
Hey, guy with the t-shirt that says bullets are my friends. We don't oh, like man. you. Also, like what kind of shirt is that? I don't know. You know, in hindsight, I feel really awful about what I did. This is not a thing in, in the vocabulary. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> sure that's ever <laughs> been uttered for him. You're welcome. Not You're thing. welcome, Glenn. <laughs> He's probably a Glenn. So, it seems Steve, like Dan. <laughs> Steve, I do want to elaborate a little bit on your point of having that, well, what's the difference in one inch of clearance? Um, I learned that really fast on the first obstacle <laughs> mm-hmm. and getting immediately uh. stuck and getting <laughs> the dunce cap. Um, I know that Colin had another little hit when he didn't lock his hubs in, but that was very minor compared to mine. But I, I'm interested to hear if anybody else kind of had like a, a break-in phase to the trail or were you just like gung-ho to get on it and you were ready to rock? No, I spent my whole break-in phase stacking rocks for you, Jesse. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I started off that trail in four high and within the first 200 feet um, stopped and made sure I was in four low because it didn't seem like I was ever going to be needing high range whatsoever. From what it yeah. looked like. The steepness. Yeah, can if, yep, if the first 300 feet had anything to say for the trail, it was, okay, four low. That's what it is. Yeah, well, same here. I put it in four low, and I was in four low, like, until we left. Because yeah, I can disconnect I the sway bar in four low, and that makes yeah. a world of difference in all the off-camber and goofy stuff. When I had it connected, I felt like I was going to get thrown all over the place. And just having it disconnected made a, a big difference. So, for me, it was four low from the get-go. Uh, that's also the only way I have enough power to get up most of those hills. It just doesn't, um, <laughs> I don't have much power and I have uh, the wrong gearing for the tire size, um, except that it worked pretty well every time I was down low, low. So um, stuck with that and everything went pretty smooth. I probably should have aired down more. I rattled a lot of stuff apart. Um, my uh, front track bar bracket came off. Uh, as I got home, just like the last, I don't know, mile, I lost it. And uh, two bolts were missing. The rest were hand tight. Uh, and I was getting death wobble on my way into the driveway. Um, but gnarly. Got that all fixed. And now it's all Loctited and it's back in action. I got to uh, realign the front because it turns out I did an alignment based off of a loose bracket. Um, and nothing is where it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> but. But yeah, it was it was good to just be. It, it, I don't know. We're four wheeling all weekend. It was really cool. Yeah. So on on that note, Mike, what did everyone air down to? I just 20? went down to twenty and probably should have remembered that I wasn't near as hot as I was at that point. So I think my twenty at that time was a cold twenty and needed to probably be like a a, a cold seventeen. Because it was eventually going to heat up and be at 20. Because when I went to air up, everything was at 22 to 23. So it's like, well, at that point, that's no more than what I do on on normal gravel. So uh, yeah, I would say I I would go down to what what is on a temperature gauge, you know, 17. Yeah, I was at 20. And when I went to air up, it was at 25. So it was probably way too high. I could have gone down quite a bit more. Yeah, that's I was at 15 in the old XJ. Yeah. But 33 is on 16. It, it, it's it's a 
it, it is kind of a more of a bead issue versus a, if I was on a 17, I, yeah, I, I could good much point. comfortably run in the 12s and not feel like I'm going to push a bead. Well, well and you you had the bead. lowest lift of the group, and so your tires get too short. Yeah, that's that's more the issue there is just not having yeah. a sidewall and how much lower. I had the long, I had one of the longer wheelbases, right, with the least amount of ground clearance. Yeah, yeah. If you had technically, Steve, tires. we have the same lift. Yeah, but you're on 37s versus. Are we still longer than the Wagoneer, Colin? Yeah, you're you're longer. Like uh, my the Wagoneer is still overall, it's basically the same size as an as an eighty series with um like a slightly shorter wheelbase actually than a than an eighty. Um, but yeah, I I mean I went down to twelve, and like you said, that was cold. By the time we got back, and uh, yeah, cold twelve is actually a hot fifteen. So, I mean, I probably could have <laughs> gone, uh, probably could have gone to ten and been okay. But I, I will say, I don't envy you guys that had twenty over some of those roads because even for me at twelve to fifteen, it was, it was still noticeably, noticeably rough. But also, I'm in a lot older vehicle that you know has a lot more uh squeaks and creaks than uh <laughs> than you guys probably do as well it didn't yeah it didn't feel too terribly rough i mean i i certainly certainly noticed and cursed my front sway bar that entire time because there was a couple times where uh i i expected it to get kind of tossed around but it was pretty 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 violent a few times where it's like god I think this is a cool interest or another little interesting bit about the vehicles that we brought is we had a full leaf sprung rig in the Waggy. We had IFS leaf spring in the two Tacomas. And then we had the links and coils, links and coils, front leafs rear in the XJ and then coils all the way around in the Wagoneer. And no, the part you. when I really realized the difference between those, oh, sorry, the JK, yeah. the JK, and the part that I really realized the difference in those two is watching you, Colin, and the Waggy go over that part that where Harper had to get out when we first were like, "Ooh, that's that's a little tippy," and then I'm looking at you and I'm like, "That's tippy," and then I see Mike go over it and it's like, "Nope, that's nothing." It feels. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like we overblew the situation. Yeah, I mean it was it was a weird spot, and it was a and it was a bad side hill too. So like with a cliff edge, and then to add to that how big the waggy is, and so it's it's large, it's heavy, mm-hmm. it's pretty tall. So it and then yes, the with the leaves and no sway bars, um, it pitched me over and a tent on top yeah it pitched me over a lot more than i think it pitched everybody else over but i did see the look on your face when you went through it jesse and in noticing oh that is a a little more tippy than i was expecting so (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm really glad that was not on the severe hillside yeah skirting yeah well, yeah, and I want to talk about there were sections that seemed like they were not that big a deal because they had greenery on either side of us, mm-hmm. but we were still side hilling and there was still like a 200 foot drop. It was yeah. just like 
you felt fine because there's a bush there. Like, it's, yeah, it was yeah, vastly, uh, we all sped through it like it was nothing. And I was like, wait a minute, if you dip a tire here, you've got a ways to go. It was all young growth. Yeah. Also, I feel like there's something to say for our group when we get in a line and we're just following each other where we're just kind of uh, instantly having fun and instantly just going from A to B. And, and that's just kind of what it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it just is a assume role and assume format and just kind of go. Yeah. Until someone has an issue. True. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, and Colin's always rig is always capable, but dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to touch really on our uh, differences in our preparations and how you guys, your preparations worked out specifically uh, uh, to you guys, because I didn't take much different. But um, we did spend a lot of time in the last podcast thinking about our prep for this trail. So uh, starting with Colin, kind of give me your perspective. Did you feel underprepared, overprepared? Do you feel... Yeah, what would you do different or that kind of stuff? Uh, I mean, I think I think as far as, you know, capability wise, it was about as as good as it's going to get. I'm outside of, you know, finally getting lockers, but um I mean, I could have done it on 35s and would have been fine, but uh the 37s definitely meant I got to do the hard line on that first obstacle, which was cool cuz I I, when I first saw that obstacle in videos and stuff, I, I knew I wanted to try the hard line. Um, I mean, for me, it's mostly... Which one was that? that oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, mostly the, the prep stuff that I still need to work on is just like the, the camping side of, of things, but um, just because I'm like very uh what's the word i'm looking for very primitive in in my setup where which is which is weird coming from the range rover that was like everything was very set and like put together well and so going from that to just like strapping some boxes down into the in the cargo area is a uh, a very odd transition um so outside of that i i think i think i'm i'm pretty happy with uh with what i did prep wise um just got to keep building stuff i don't know about i mean i know mike's prep was basically nothing um so we'll see what he thinks of having, oh hold on having a fridge fire. now i brought i brought this I was a borrowed fridge. I brought this. That was good. It was worthwhile. <laughs> was good thing to have. It's gonna be the new zero G pooper yep, chair. Exactly. Zero, zero yeah. G poops. <laughs> Sit right over a bucket. It's where that collapsible bucket's gonna exactly. come. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Set your height. Um. Uh, I will say. I think you the just best... put the bag through the hole. <laughs> And you're set. <laughs> no, you because it. then if, if you lose if you lose compression, you're gonna sit <laughs> on the back. 
<laughs> it's it's a thing where you you need bump stops. You're you don't want to bottom out on the bag. Yeah. It's a calculated <laughs> risk. No, no, that's, that's not the price not of freedom, risk, Steve. That is outside. You, you stop it isn't before free. It goes back in. What comes out does not come back in, especially in in the in, in the bucket world. <laughs> While we are on the topic of pooping, I will say, I I will admit I was wrong. The bucket pooping is the life. And even if yep. I have to haul the garbage shit from all five of you, plus our, the three kids, <laughs> sorry, six human, six adult humans and three kids. Uh-uh. No, everybody took their own shit home. Uh, Who put their shit in your trash? I felt like a lot of people did. <laughs> Not once. I, I carried not once for me. Okay. Sorry, Charlie. Colin's gonna raise his hand. Jesse just had some awful shit, and he didn't want to claim them. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. There was a lot. You of and Carlton. Sh- those were a lot of shit in those bags. But anyway, I, I will admit I was wrong. The bucket life, Steve, is primo. Sitting with my feet in the crick at you yeah. know, seven in the morning, taking my nice morning dues. It, it's it's another level. We took without talking the same video camera, mm-hmm. on the shared <laughs> camera like photo album. There's like yeah. probably three to four pictures, at least one from almost uh. everyone when they took <laughs> with their phone out on the pooper in a river or or yeah. side or you know. And when I show it's it, it's memorable. People, like, you can't poop that close to a river, and it's like, oh, ah, ah. <laughs> but I can. Yeah. It's a way to get around a yeah. lot of things in that way that, yeah, you, you don't have to worry about how close we are to having to literally poop next to rivers sometimes in which you, you shouldn't be fucking doing that. And you also shouldn't just be throwing your strawberries in your <laughs> upstream, okay? At least we catching those downstream in the... I had them in my hand. I was like, "Who is this? What is this?" Unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna drop a few uneaten strawberries. Says <laughs> so the guy who drank just a little bit of river water. Hey, hey, risk. Is that calculated risk or not? No, it was an accident. <laughs> so you forgot the can was the, empty. The luggable Lou. The we have been gifted one by our dear friend Steve here. I did not bring it. I brought a shovel thinking that this was going to be enough. The thing that I did not anticipate is the rocky terrain. (laughs) You do not shovel in rocky terrain. So right back to bucket pooping. Primo. It's just, it's the best thing to have to be prepared. From anybody who carries a bucket, we all know how inconvenient they are. Mm -hmm. So but it's no, just really if bucket, someone says, you can hey, put I got a stuff bunch of in bags, it. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I want to point out the heat difference. If we had to shit anywhere that wasn't down by the river, it would have been like an extra 30 degrees every time anybody took a deuce. Except Tyson, who did it in a sauna uh, for privacy. Yeah, but it sake. made the outside feel a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> it's 103, and Tyson zipped into a room so he could shit alone. And, so uh, it, so it, well, I tried to change in there for like a minute, and I was like, "103 walking somewhere to find shade, or do 110 in the tent briefly, <laughs> just to come out and be like, oh, thank God, it's only 103 out here.' <laughs> Makes a difference. 
makes a difference. <laughs> so Tyson, uh, I actually do really want to hear about Cher. Um, my first point to Cher is I love that goddamn Jeep so much. <laughs> um, it seemed like it kicked ass. You put in a lot of work to get ready for this trail to bring share. I remember there was even a point where there was almost a might not get to bring share. Um, so I definitely want to hear about you and your experience with your prep and how share did. So I did touch on the last podcast that I was going to try to do a clutch. That was a big deal. I have never done a clutch. I've owned it for seven or eight years now, and it's always been uh, difficult to get into gear. I figured this would be a trip where I'd want to be switching gears. So I was able to hammer out the clutch. Uh, that was a very smart idea because, yeah, you're going to be going in and out of gear either to get out and film people wheeling or for whatever obstacle you're doing. Um, the, the parking brake decided to loosen <laughs> itself uh, at one God. point. Oh, that was, that was almost, boy, we were like half an hour into the trail. We stopped for mm -hmm. something. I don't know, get a trail soda or, or just check air pressures i don't remember what it was and uh i was behind the jeep and it just started rolling backward toward uh steve's truck steve was behind me and somehow i had the swing also out you. open and well, right yeah i was behind it as well um yeah <laughs> that's how i found out <laughs> that it was rolling back i somehow <laughs> scrambled in and jumped on the brakes I mean, by the time I, I turned it off, put it in gear, set the brake that I didn't trust anymore again, and the swing out was, oh, I mean, inch and a half, two inches from touching Steve's bumper. It was so close. So no, but didn't trust. Had your swing out <laughs> not been open, your tire would have hit. Yeah, the, yeah it the went tire around him. been just as close. Yeah. But so at that, the same point, like. You stepped I, around I don't back. Know how you were lucky back that behind. Was. When it started to roll back, I almost thought, should I actually like roll forward and keep his truck from continuing to gain any more speed? <laughs> well, I'm you glad know, you versus didn't. like, well, move out of the way. Well, okay, how I'd have to keep going pretty far back. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. So that was the first sketchy thing Cher did. But as far as prep goes, mechanically that. The clutch was the the best decision I could have made, um, but uh, when it came down to the other components that I had put in the the bigger axle in the back, the Dana forty four, the lunchbox locker, I had tested that with Mike, and that felt good, so I was confident in that. But like Colin, it was the camping side of things. I had an auxiliary battery that I hadn't tested how it was going to work. It ended up not working. So I had to do a lot of workarounds to keep the fridge in the 50s. Um, so that was kind of a bummer. Uh, I just drilled a bunch of holes for uh, some D-ring brackets just to use ratchet straps and hold down all of our bins because I knew we were going to be bouncing around. 
Um, otherwise, she did great. No sway bars was a, a good choice. <laughs> um, it went up everything I wanted it to. I, I do kind of regret not trying that first difficult line that uh, you and Colin took, Jesse. So if if I were to go back and do it, I would definitely take that line. Knowing I'm a shorter wheelbase, I don't think I'd get caught in the same uh, holes. Also, being able to turn sharper to the right rather than the left after putting the Durango steering box on. I don't know if that would be a game changer. <laughs> so, yeah, that's another thing to figure out. <laughs> but overall, yeah, I, I'm just impressed. Uh, 326,000 original miles on the four liter. Uh, rings, smoke. Um, it ended up dying once, not wanting to start. Ended up hammering the the fuel tank to get the fuel pump back going and then uh fortunately jesse was trailing us as we left uh because just getting on the pavement again i had zero power and it was funny because mike mentioned something about uh i'm gonna need to clean my air filter after all this dust and we're like ah this isn't that kind of dust no it's not that kind of dust well I haven't cleaned my air filter for like three years and it's that kind of dust. So, um, that's, uh, yeah. Take care of your air filters. <laughs> I was going to say something about share just again. Oh, um, I, I, people can't see share on the podcast, but I, I feel that share is the epitome uh, of, they can, you though, don't Jesse, have to be some rich Yes. <laughs> That's Go to right. Campfire Passport YouTube. Exactly. Campfire Passport uh, you're watching this. Yeah, I'll splice um, in some stuff. There you go. <laughs> like, follow, subscribe. Um, <laughs> I just love that Cher is the epitome of you don't have to be some rich influencer to get out, go camping, and do trails like we do. You don't have to have a third-gen Tacoma. You don't have to have a JK. You can have a... 300 and how many miles again, Tyson? 326,000 and change. 326,000 and change where the tent's worth more than the truck. Sport Coupe XJ. <laughs> and you can go out and Find wheel. a $1,000 XJ and just get behind the wheel and go. Fucking go, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll tell you. So here's, here's the tidbit for finding cheap XJs. Do not go on Craigslist cars and trucks do not go on facebook marketplace go where it's like barter where it's uh parts because you're gonna find someone that has an xj that is quote unquote parts and <laughs> all it's gonna take is uh like 50 bucks from an auto parts store you put a new distributor on it you put a new fuel pump in it and then you just go put dents in that thing and you don't give a shit just yeah. put dents in it and you're gonna get i mean i'm gonna say i probably have the least legitimate wheeling experience maybe aside from steve i i feel like steve and i probably on par but just just go get seat time seat time is where it's at 
it's the experience that's where you're having the most fun making friends uh starting podcasts um film everything show your friends get them into it too make the xj price go up stonks <laughs> so what you're saying is that there's we've proven that the four liter is very reliable but you're gonna have to fix yeah. some shit along the way and that's the little right. stuff is what people go well she used to run but you're like well this could be very simple but it's never gonna be like well i have to pull the motor out it's like no you can rebuild the motor in the truck that's one of my favorite things about an XJ. You can take the head off, you can take the pan, the oil pan off, engine is still in, and you can rebuild everything. It's awesome. But you're not going to do that with Cher, so. Yeah, put I... dents in it. <laughs> no. No, no. I'll pull it out and I'll I'll build that 4 liter into a stroker. She's been too good. Maybe she deserved long life. Maybe it like half a million miles though we'll we'll wait that out right when it gets to the point that i have to add oil as frequently as fuel <laughs> then i'll think about it yeah when it's like a two-stroke that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> or consider mixing them it's yeah. a two-stroke yeah <laughs> i don't think that's a lead this isn't lead additive right when she's strictly on 2050 every thousand miles yeah, I'll think about it. Why is there an extra injector? Well, that's for the oil. <laughs> oil injection. That's the oil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... Um, Steve, I do want to hear... Oh, no. Sorry, go, Colin, go, go for, for it. it. I, was, I was headed to Steve as well, because I was... Mainly because... Oh. Um, kind of looping back on his capability um, in the fact that, like, he might have been not only like the least experienced, but also maybe if we're splitting hairs might've been the least capable technically, not that it's an incapable vehicle, but you know, it's got a locker, but it's pretty low. It's got 33s. And I mean, he didn't try yeah. the hardest line on that big, on the first obstacle, which not surprising because when we saw Jesse get turtled, it was pretty obvious that Steve would have a worse time <laughs> with that. That share pulled Jesse yeah. off of. Cor That's how capable Correct. an XJ is. Yes. <laughs> well, and that was Rest that was a lot about like uh, approach angle and ground clearance, where it's like I don't, uh, I can't look about crawling up a, a, a sixteen-inch wall face because I, I don't have the ground clearance to clear it and. We'll either turtle on my diff or drive line or a slider, and then it's oh, yeah. no. Yeah, but you did mention prep. Uh, it was funny to see you kick your uh, prep gear into high end after the pod. So when you had literally less than a week to get everything hammered out, <laughs> and you suddenly, hey guys, I got this. Hey guys, I did this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know jesse helped with quite a bit with a lot of that because he ended up having some you know usual runoff which you just wait for the stuff to roll down the hill when you get into a friend group and then 
you just pick up where people are like, well, I'm not using this anymore. You know, like, so uh, I got an air mattress from Jesse, which allowed me to put all my bedding in the tent, which is a huge game changer, just having more room in there and not having to set up every morning. Uh, I, I grabbed an awning from him, which we rigged up off some gusseted mounts off Amazon, which are ridiculously underpriced. Um, went on pretty easy, minimal micro fags. Had to trim down a, a washer to slide in that channel. You know, we had talked about at the end of the last pod about getting any additional uh, tent, the aluminum tent clips. Yep. But I just ended up making my own. But, and then went ahead and pulled the trigger on buying an actual cook stove on a five pound and not using butane cans. Well, I still carry that little butane, you know, Japanese grill because it's just too small and too easy to carry. But having a a refillable five pound and not have to carry four green cans each time is incredible. And you know, to still have it three quarters of the way. And it's only $3 to fill instead of 10 bucks each thing. And then to feel bad about just wastefulness where it's like, I don't, I'm not going to refill these each time. And how many times am I going to refill them? Do I want to go through all that? No, I'd rather just refill a can that I can strap down and be done with. And then not be limited on the pressure regulator that ices up when you're trying to go to a higher pressure, which is basically how the green cans have to work. Yeah, you know, which you know, I think Tyson's had that issue. There's a reason why mm-hmm. I have Collins old Coleman is because it just ices up. You can't use that stuff very much, where it freezes up way too quickly. But uh, all my preps seem to work out. I would have only just purchased more armor because <laughs> certainly being on the lowest uh, ground clearance, I would have used every single bit of it. But. Yeah. Um, and your new stove that I told you not to get, but then everybody else reminded you, Jesse's an idiot. You should get that stove. Yeah, don't listen to Jesse. When <laughs> and I'm very grateful stuff. because I ate I ate two of those burgers, and they were fantastic, Steve. Oh, I God. was in a meat coma. Incredible. Meat sweats all <laughs> night long. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. No, the convenience factor of it was very nice, even though it's it's, it's a whole new cleaning method having to degrease your tailgate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is rust mitigation, friend. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's it was it looks like armor all. Yeah, nice shiny <laughs> tailgate. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's clean as shit. You'd be like, wow, this is incredible. Though I I do need to I, I need to get um one of the, the flat tailgate inserts to get rid of the corrugated weird stuff on my tailgate to make it impossible to put anything. Mm-hmm. But it looks like finally there's aftermarket ones on Amazon for less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. That seems like a sell. Nice. Nice. You don't have to spend uh, $250 on a, you know, a, you know, mountain gate or any of the ones that it's, it's the same thing. It's a bunch of UHF W plastic, whatever. Yeah. Cheap. Shouldn't be two hundred dollars because it's got cup holders. Well, who gives a it's fuck? Not, well, they're, they're not even cup holders. They're just like that's an expensive cup holder. I have a cup holder in. here. It's like a little sunken in spot. Yeah. That's what it, that's what the dealers do. This is bullshit. <laughs> and even then, like it's not where I want that cup holder. Yeah. <laughs> but 
Now, after doing the trail, I feel like uh, exiting from that, do I need 35s? Do I need anything more? No, I think maybe, uh, uh, yes, a, a TK slider with an actual cross member there would be a, a, a $400 well spent. If I'm going to stay on 33s, it's an inevitability. Uh, going to 35s and some additional lift and, you know, I think it's eventually worth it if when I have to step up or get new tires, it's a, well, should I look at spending the additional money and doing, you know, the cab mount and doing the things to, to shove a 35 in there and just call it good? I mean, bigger tires. Truck's not going anywhere. <laughs> I know it's 60,000 miles. It's not going anywhere. It's super, at this point, I, I feel like it's, it's more of a capable rig than I am driver, which, duh, no shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, ground clearance is so nice. It's huge. I, through shares, evolutions of, Share started on 31s and then I went to 33s and that was a game changer. And then recently with the Dana 44 swap happened into some 35s. Thanks Colin for that link. Um, Holy crap. Like it just, it changes how you attack every obstacle, what you're capable of, what you feel you're capable of. Uh, the downside in in my case is I need to start either lifting or cutting, and I am more apt to cut. The XJ being a unibody, it, that's where that's the downside is there's no option for like a body lift to do a quick, easy, you know, when I eventually go to 37s because i'm never getting rid of this truck i've put too many dents in it i've put too much work into it i don't want to have to explain to a potential buyer why this is the way that it is but it works really well i i just don't want to deal with it so i'm gonna be buried in share and (laughs) what i'm getting at is ground clearance steve ground clearance 37s 40s whatever it takes 35s but do we I, I know no, also this is, I'm shoehorning this in because everyone's here. Uh, I saw a U-bolt flip kit that gives me also better bump stops that sit in the cup where that, uh, you know, uh, stock bump sits. Mm-hmm. Would something like that actually be worthwhile? I, I haven't even seen myself come anywhere close or felt myself hitting any of those hangers, but is that kind of clearance going to be actually something I'm going to notice? It's it's something, and then you also have the the ability to just have that knowledge of, well, if I hit the axle on something, I'm not going to torque over the end of one of those U-bolts that now I get to cut off if I ever want to mm-hmm. put a different leaf spring in it or whatever, which obviously cutting yeah. it off isn't too... I mean, major of a, a deal either, but yeah, it's some, some trucks, those things hang a lot lower than others. I don't know what it, what it's like exactly on the Tacomas. If they're oh, Lauren, <laughs> let's, uh, let's have yeah, a they're not feature too bad on that. On the Tacoma, but I, I definitely have felt the difference between hitting it and having it catch on something where I then have to power over it. So it's like a, 
well, you know, without that, it would have not have been an issue whatsoever. And also actually having bump stops versus a hockey puck you shove up in between the body and the hole. My mentality with the third gen has always been when it breaks, then I'll change it. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't hit those yet. And they're so close to the tire. I mean, you got to really try. No, that's the thing. Yeah. But if I did were to go to bump stops, would buying an option that give me both in the same function, would you guys not see that as well? That's value intrinsic. I mean, yeah, it, it could be. Well, yeah. Everything has value. Yeah. Because if I'm spending money on bump stops anyway, because I do feel like getting something for the rear there is going to be helpful no matter what. Yeah. I think I think your your main goal should be. I think I think the main the main goal for Steve yeah. is this time next year, thirty fives. So, you've got got another you know get a full year in on the thirty threes, and then this time next year, yeah, because we have uh, another very big trail run planned around this time next year that I won't elude to uh, the details yet on. But we all know it. We'll get there. So would be good to have 35s for that one. Yeah. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll shoot to Cab Mount Shop and um, put 35s on. Well, that's a great segue into one of the points I wanted to talk about on this trip is how did, how the kids did. I mean, because one of my favorite yeah. parts of the trip was when Miles sat on my lap next to the fire, gave me a hug, and said, I love you, Uncle Jesse. I was just like, oh. My heart broke right there. <laughs> There's so much dust. I'm not crying. Also, on the way out, he also looked at me and said, you're going to have the worst day ever. And I was like, whoa. But he did feel like in a really enthusiastic Who said that? I was like, well, this could be a pretty cool day. Uh, Steve could do no wrong really in his well. eyes. I mean, oh, considering man. that all of the adults were driving this 20 miles in under seven hours and that's like that was really good uh, i think in in our opinion anyway that's mm-hmm. that's an arduous journey for a kid like my son's 14 harper is 10 and miles is three four four now oh Holy man crap He's got he's the terrible twos uh, with two years experience. <laughs> and experience <laughs> is key. Uh, God. No, I think all the kids did great. I mean, we we hung out, uh did the trail. My son, he's pretty good about just being in the car. We've kind of been, I mean, I've been a car guy since I well, since before I was able to drive. But uh you know, he's been with me in cars since he was born. So, um, and I think we can all say pretty much the same about our offspring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got stuck once with uh, with Seamus in the car once, and I I immediately got a little frustrated, and I look over, and he, he just looks at me and says, oh, we're stuck, and then goes back to playing Zelda on his Switch and went, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Things things can't be so bad. Like, no, yeah, we're, this is fine. Everything's fine. 
<laughs> Miles fell asleep on a section of that, uh, like semi easy, but still constant trail where it wasn't like hard stuff anymore, but it wasn't, you know, flat forest roads. And he fell asleep and I, I noticed it because I heard his head hit the cooler on the side and he's like strapped into a car seat and just full body flopping, just bam, bam. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? And he just doesn't even wake up, slept for another hour and some change. But I was like, I'm going to hurt that child. I got to slow down, I guess. That's a really good point. As as parents, (laughs) fortunately not. (laughs) That's why it was so good. That's why it was so good. Yeah. As parents into wheeling, bring travel pillows. (laughs) The things that wrap around your neck, bring those. Also, remember, you're supposed to have them like the split part goes behind you so you can like (laughs) chin down on it. That's yeah, that's how travel pillows work. So I know this weekend was like my dad's birthday and I was going to in the beginning, it was like, well, maybe I could bring my dad along this trip and, 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 you know, he'd have fun. And then I realized how much he was going to get tossed around side to side and realized that not by the end of this, like his neck would have been so, so sore. It is yeah. so the beginning of Ace Ventura <laughs> when nature calls, when he's bouncing around and then they zoom out and he's he's on a paved road. <laughs> it was it was that, but we're not yeah. on a paved yeah. road. It was legitimately that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were you were hovering above your seat to get some sort of yeah, you know yeah, feedback exactly. gimbal type situation for your neck and skull. Uh, some reprieve from yeah, the bouncing, hammering yeah, physics beating the shit out of you. <laughs> like at one point I contemplated, does cruise control work in four love? <laughs> yes, call control. To stand up and really get a brace. You have crawl control. You, it does, and you do. No, but I don't want a disco in my car where it's just... Right, right, right. Yeah, like, it's, it sounds like everything is breaking, but it's like, no, that's just your ABS going off. It's like, no, that sounds like everything is breaking. Uh, Colin, how did Harper do? I know that she kind of had... Uh, she got out at one point in time during the tippy part. Um, how'd she do on the rest of the trip? I mean, Har- Harper's never been super into like the the wheeling part of it it kind of it it gives her a little bit of a unsettled feeling um which is fine i mean it's you know it's not for everybody obviously um so she would just get out and like walk or watch because i mean there wasn't a ton of spots where um they needed to do that at all. It was mostly just the big stuff. So they'd get out and just kind of watch from, you know, from the side, just like all the rest of us. Um, it was, um, there was mm-hmm. definitely some boy it's hot complaints, which, uh, no surprise there. I didn't have AC. So that's, uh, you know, that's an obvious and we're not going fast enough for, uh, my cute little wing windows to really c- cool us down much. Um, but, I mean, aside from that... Well, hot seemed to be preferable to awkward. Yeah, hot seemed to be preferable to awkward because I said, you know, hey, you're welcome to sit in the front seat of the Jeep. We got AC and I got room there and you could just sit in there and do the same thing. And they were just like, 
nope. And like, <laughs> like not even, <laughs> nope. I will be hot before I sit in, in your Jeep. And I think, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I am not surprised by that. Thought I was just being nice. They were not about it. They started well, the weekend. She did seem to. No, hold on. They started the weekend with me by informing me, like, hey, uh, I'm not going to watch your kid this weekend. <laughs> and I said, Harper? <laughs> I'm, I, duh, I know. Yeah, if you want to play with Miles, play with Miles. And while you're the big kid playing with him, like, absolutely, please keep an eye on him just so he doesn't get hurt. But I'll watch, I'll watch my kid. And they were just like, oh, okay. And I was like, like, like I didn't, I didn't like try and plan for a babysitter. And if I did, I'd pay you. Like, oh, that that does remind me. So our our first night camping, not even on the trail, but first night camping, getting near the trailhead, uh, we're in the river, and and my son Seamus just cuts his foot. Oh, first yeah. thing, like <laughs> five minutes in the water slip steps on a rock nice little two inch cut not deep but just just enough to bleed and i was like oh man is this how this weekend is gonna go (laughs) fortunately got it cleaned up uh we all are pretty well prepared so lots of good first aid kits first aid supplies um but yeah for that was uh fortunately nothing uh important came from that but no I he just, didn't keep didn't complain <laughs> about course, it again at the all clumsiest kids between mike and i the clumsiest <laughs> kids. yeah what do you know miles went face first into the river trying to get away from a crawdad <laughs> fell off a rock landed on his face and arms and he's like oh my chest a little bit and i was like buddy your face has a bruise now oh my chest a little bit okay all right then he wanted. <laughs> I know he, he was trying to get away from me, even trying to help him. And he's like, "No, I'm going to throw my face into this rock." And I'm like, "Dude, I, 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 I can only help you. I, I can't. You're going to hurt yourself." And and you tried real no, hard. That's one of the big. Yeah. That's, that's one of the big things you've been working with him about. Is like he gets injured, he gets embarrassed, and he runs. And I'm like, "You got to stop running. Your finger is yeah. in like a funny position. I want to make sure it's not broken." Like, just no, and just gone. And you're like, no, but he is the funniest God. little drunk person yep. that's not drunk, like Tyson yeah. said earlier. Toddlers, that man. I have ever been around. There little drunk times people. where I literally like was was I was about to fall over in the river <laughs> yeah. of laughter. Uh, I will say Harper really did come into her own once we got to that last campsite, and she was just able to water dog it for like eight yeah. hours straight. She was like, all right, this is my element yeah, now. I mean, <laughs> we're not the truck. That, that was, reminds me how I used to be. Yeah, that you get was near water. like one of the main reasons they wanted to come was because I was like, well, our camps should be, you know, we should have some halfway decent river spots, I think. And uh, so that's that's what sold and we did. them on going. And we, yeah, had some pretty good spots on the water and being able to, since we gave ourselves that extra day, we were once we finished it was like well we got all day tomorrow to just like relax and hang out which was great i think that was a, a primo way yeah to do that, that was great yeah. that was which, great I, bravo colin that was a smart idea that, that was the best i feel like in the future it can be easier to to uh convince uh wives to be able to do that trip because you can pitch it as it's going to be six <laughs> hours of this 
and then it's a day and a half <sighs> of that. So sure, this basically was no. literally a camping trip. No, no, no. straight to sourdough. Yeah, yeah, still yeah no. Hayden's gonna no. watch the video and be like, "Fuck that!" Yeah, I, I showed Anna a video and I was like, "Honey, you would have hated this." And I started telling her about it, and I showed her some video. She's like, "Yeah, I I never want to go on that." I might not be yeah, able to bring I Miles showed, next time. Yeah. All right. Just just uh, some of the video of me following um I think I was following you, Jesse, and just the the wheels just bouncing, you know, one after the other, up and down and up and down. And she just went, Nope. <laughs> uh, well, we're kind of getting uh short on time. I do have one question that I feel like I I want to hear from everybody individually on, and that is has has this trail taught you anything about yourself and your rig and is there any changes that you want to make for the future cuz uh we're not necessarily doing the McGrew next year but we have uh our our trail leader alluding to another trail next year that we need to get prepped for so I think my sh- probably Mike start- should go first I was going to say I'll start with cheater, cheater chassis, chassis first, yeah. over here well, he won't have it. You know, point, I'll, so. uh, <laughs> yeah, who's to say? Um, the Geo Metro I plan to bring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, wheels. Tag this. Tag yeah. this. <laughs> Mark this spot. <laughs> Geo Metro. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is that geotagging, Tyson? Oh. Yeah, geotagging. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gotta get wheels because I'm too narrow on my wheels so I can air down further and not worry about it um, and I need to go back through in all the things that the previous owner did which is the whole lift all the control arms all that I need to go grease everything I need to pull it apart I need to blue lock tight the nuts because that's I mean if my track bar let go at the wrong time like at highway speeds trying to pass a semi, um, that would have been a whole different story than, oh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I was down to two bolts on a six-bolt fucking uh, track bar mount. Um, so uh, that is the number one thing. Number two, I'd like to build a little bit better of a loadout. Uh, right now, I just folded half the seat down and shoved a bunch of stuff in there. Um, for the next big trip, I think that um, depending on if Miles is going with me or not, I can kind of plan a little bit better around what I'm going to do in the Jeep. Um, that's about it. Otherwise, I got some oil leak I got to chase down and fix. I got an exhaust leak I got to chase down and fix. Um, my steering angle sensor is mad, so hopefully the alignment will fix that. Uh, but if not, then it's probably a clock springing in the steering wheel. and So I've got some stuff to do. But it's mostly just tighten it down. I mean, if you can't take uh, Jeep Wrangler JK Rubicon uh, on 37s on a trail, then that trail is a buggy trail. Uh, so, so I think uh, I think I'll probably be trail. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not mad about it. It was so much fun to just be the guy that could do the thing, uh, and I got to try a little bit harder stuff uh, and harder lines in certain spots. That was kind of fun to be able to to do that. Um, 
I, and I know the old adage of the more capable the rig, the harder you get stuck. Um, and the further down the trail you get stuck, but, uh, I, I just want to keep beating on it and see what's weak. Get that stuff knocked out. Cool. I love my tent uh, cot. Tyson. <laughs> it's great. Tent, tent cops seem to work really well. I, that, that was pretty sweet, Mike. Oh man. Uh, Tyson, how, <laughs> how about you? So I will say one thing I'd like to do differently is try more harder lines. Um, I granted in, in the shakedown I've, I've referenced with Mike several times now. Um, it's a great time. Share is that three. Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's keep that count up. Uh, share is, is super capable. She had open diffs for a long time and was still capable ish now with the lunchbox in the back maybe i'll get a lunchbox for the front just budget is the goal um most wheels spinning is also the goal i think uh try harder lines i'd like to try more hard stuff and like mike says the the harder the line the more stuck you get uh or more capable rig i want to see how capable this thing is i want to see how stuck i can get and um or how broken. Make sure I have my buddies to always pull me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. we got. Or, we... or how broken. I got hammers, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing the hammer. I'm bringing the pry bar. That's all I need. <laughs> yeah, the shakedown run, we got you real stuck. And then McGrew, you got to fix the fuel pump with a hammer. Yeah. Which I yeah, believe. Fix the fuel pump with a hammer. Put it in four low with, uh, with a pry bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Maco guy's gonna love you. <laughs> no, he's not. I only need two tools. He's not gonna sell me shit. It'd be a real expensive hammer and a real expensive pry bar. It's worth more yeah, than Jeep. See the sockets. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't need no, a socket. No, I don't want set. that. I got, where's, a, I got where's a hammer, hammer dude. <laughs> <laughs> Any of fiberglass? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh Steve, I know we kind of touched on, you, you did definitely touch on this point, but um, I, I think the first part of the question really pertains to you is that, uh, ha, have you learned anything about yourself and your rig on this trail that will better prepare you for the future? Uh, I, I would say the biggest thing I learned about myself would be to just in general, stay more in the moment because that's where the opportunity is. Uh, not get too squirrely about where we're going to be tonight, what time we're going to get there, how long is left, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. Uh, worry about the next rock, the next ledge, the next corner, the next switchback, the next corner. Not anything else. Uh, other than my rig, uh, an inch of ground clearance is <laughs> an inch of fucking ground clearance. When, when your diff is a lot closer to the ground than you expect sometimes. Your diff explode rock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's not even a diff. That's just TK's. Just, I, I feel like it's because I came over that lip and, and my tires came down and it was just right onto the T-case. Mm -hmm. well, I, I was on the side. It rolled that rock on your T-case with you and then back and then forward a little bit again and then back off of it. So like you just were, uh, you were 
Oh, so you're talking about something different, Mike. <laughs> you're talking about something totally different. This is the end of the Super Bowl, right? First, first rock. That was yeah, the entry this, rock. You're talking about the you're talking about the entry rock, Mike. When I told him to stop, 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 yeah. back up, he, and then got him up. He was on. We're talking about his. We're we're talking about his exit. Oh, when exit he rock. blew he up the rock. the rock. Okay. Yeah, the one I took with. No, that completely. that entrance entry rock, rock that I saw. Front diff exit rock was T case. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yes, that is actually a very good point, but that that was a very good, uh, memorable moment, Mike, of watching Steve start to pick that rock up and get higher. It's like, and no, 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 stop, stop, stop. wheel up on the back and came back down. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think Steve uh, had the biggest I, wheel. Just like, a, a quick... I could have made for a very <laughs> angle, like a, a very uncomfortably steep entry oh, I thought you angle. said yeah, a steep sure. entry yeah, angle. Yeah, no, it was very steep. So <laughs> well, steep. Well, that too. Um, I, I know I was gone for a minute, but Steve I just want to I want to bring it up because Steve followed me through a lot of stuff um, as we were driving, and I kept thinking I was like I should get on the radio and tell Steve I'm going to do something stupid and not to follow me to follow the line, and then I would like by the time I got the radio up, Steve's halfway through the stupid thing I chose to do, and he's doing just fine, and so finally I was just like you know what, S- Steve is the the golden driver of the weekend. He took a truck. Yeah, that, 100%. Oh, man. Driver of the day, for and, sure. And just like, especially being... I had the, the same experience. Yeah. I'd, I'd look like driving and I'm like, oh, shit, this is a little more sketchy than I thought. Grab my radio after like collecting myself, after getting rocked and, and rolled and almost hit the side window. And Steve's two feet off my rear bump. <laughs> just <laughs> following me. Like, oh, <laughs> just killing it. Killing. I can't. I can't tell you not to do it. You already did it. Okay. So yeah, I just quit. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to back yeah. up. I'll just pop it. Oh, speaking <laughs> of that, Tyson did back into me one time trying to use his new clutch. So uh, I'm happy to yeah, be here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. New new clutch feel is was yeah different. <laughs> I pulled right up. It was after the e brake debacle, and he had no e brake anymore. And so I was like, I'll get real close to you. That way, if anything happens, you don't have very far to go. And I got real close to him, and he went to go again uphill. And just Little went, bump. 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 And Miles was like, what's assist. that? And I said, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, come stock with every right. JK friend. <laughs> <laughs> but also, all the all the food prep uh, that I did last minute worked out really nice. Having an awning and all the, uh, the, the, the grill space worked out pretty nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. That cooktop was mint. And and knowing knowing what you guys want individually <laughs> now helps as well. Oh man, individual <laughs> menus. So you've got notes for food allergies and like. Well, no, because it's not. It's it, 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 a matter of like, well, Mike doesn't want cheese. And no, like, well, you 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 had hash. I want cheese. On it. cheese. I <laughs> so badly want <laughs> cheese. <laughs> It's not in the cards, man. Remember, we're pooping, we're, we're butthole, pooping no watch cheese. I chose to eat your I chose to bad. eat your American cheese, and I almost died next to the river uh, the next day. No, All right, it was worth it, oh, man. and then it wasn't. This so. is a family podcast, Steve yeah. yep. or Mike. Yep. Yeah, Steve. Podcast. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so off off Mike's shit topic. God, um, <laughs> Colin, 
I'm uh, still wiping. I want to pose that question to you as well, because you definitely had... You have the newest rig of the group. Well, uh-uh. other than Mike. But not, not, that, 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 <laughs> other than Mike, who has a cheater chassis. I, I, I definitely want to hear about the Waggy and um, your feelings. If you, if you learned... not j- I know you have experience in wheeling, but maybe you learned a little more about yourself with the newer rig and how you want to proceed through the future with the Waggy. And if there's some goals that you have in mind. Uh, I, th- I think for me, a lot of it, like I mentioned before, is, is better prep for the actual camping side of it. Um, but when it comes to the wheeling stuff, I think um, visibility and awareness of just the sheer size of it is going to be um, a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, but I definitely with, with that's the, the hardest wheeling I've done in it so far, obviously. And there were definitely some spots where I'm like, I kind of wish I would have waited and had someone maybe give me a better spot because maybe I could have avoided, uh, denting my rear overhang. Um, but I mean, that's, that's, part of the game that this kind of is what is what it is but um but yeah i think i think a lot of that's just going to be getting getting used to it it did it did really good for only having a limited slip um i i don't really have many complaints other than you know ac i guess um but that has nothing to do with how well it wheels (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. So, oh yes, it does. Driver fatigue. <laughs> Mike, I see you have your hand. I'm up. trying to be polite. Mike has his hand up. You are. <laughs> so, Colin, I'm just interested because I haven't. Uh, I thought about this while driving and forgot to ask you while we were camping. Compared to if you'd have brought the range, do you think you'd have been able to do the same lines in the the range that you were doing on, on the truck? Is one more or less capable? No way. Like, what do you? How no do you way. feel about that? I. That's that was interesting to me because you you went from like to woo um with that i i think the i think the range rover would have done it um i think that i would have taken the steve and tyson line on that first um obstacle because the 34s uh and how much wheel lift that thing liked to do i don't think it would have been a great time on on that but i think it would have done everything yeah. else fine it just would have been lifting wheels in yeah. you know almost every situation because that's just almost that's as much do. as me yeah <laughs> any of the spots that would have been side to yeah. me wouldn't have the that range seemed like it, it was dramatic but it was you expected all all the drama that came from it yeah well, that's cool I'm, I'm i was just thinking about that while we were driving i forgot to ask because like you really did a very big jump from one side to the other, uh, from your like cooled seats and your uh, champagne chiller to uh, no AC and uh, and a wagon here. So yeah, I mean it's it's still a luxury SUV, yeah, but it's really uh, it's more of a uh, brute force luxury SUV <laughs> rather than the refined luxury. Yeah. Yeah, it's 30 years older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Luxury of the future. <laughs> yeah, you went from Muhammad Ali to Kimbo Slice. Yeah. It's got power window. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Luxury. <laughs> Boney Chanterelle. Luxury. How do I drop the tailgate? Well, you lower the window first. Uh, uh, well. If I'm going to ask myself this question. No, Jesse, get fucked. Um, yeah, you're the host. No, to I'm going to ask myself this question. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Jesse, did you did you learn anything about self- yourself on the trail or like think about yeah. your, your rig that you wanted to make a difference of? Because it's weird to ask yourself <laughs> yes. a question. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me that question. Out loud, anyway. Mike. Out loud, <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, um, am I fucking weird? <laughs> No, <laughs> um, I definitely learned more of the limitations of that Tacoma after I got stuck in that first little bump. I was like, damn it. I thought and I could do this better. And unstuck by a Jeep. And unstuck by a Jeep. God damn it. The Jeeps won yeah. the weekend, by the yeah. way. The Jeeps won the um, weekend. I don't right. know if you touched that, but the Jeeps I don't, uh, all weekend. I don't know about that. I've, you know, the Jeeps might have taken the most podiums, but you know what? The po- the podiums are to Steve Tyson and Colin. Honestly, Mike, you and I, oh, yeah. we might have finished pole position, but you know, we we're just ancillary characters to the three main characters of this trip, <laughs> which were Colin, Tyson, and Steve. Oh yeah, I I took all the hardest lines, but yeah, you go ahead, say what you were gonna say. Oh, I was just gonna say. Well, I, oh, sorry. I mean, I mean, I, I took all the hard lines that you guys wouldn't take. Go ahead, then. Sorry, say what you're gonna say. There was just you. You literally took one. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm the only the one that took Jesus the Christ, hardest lines on twenty pounds of pressure in the tires what? all weekend. So tell you me about what? how Toyotas did fine. Guess what? I have actually now going to punch you in the face. It's taken you. It, it's taken you actually punching me in the face. I didn't punch you. But now, after three times of interrupting, I might punch you. <laughs> so you also get the credit for most lockers, nearly yeah. most lift, yep. most lifted tires, yep. most capable. Sure. Yeah. Most red. <laughs> most red. Yeah. By far the reddest. Adding the category. Lowest, yeah. Low so, uh, yeah. Jeeps took the weekend. Well, I have a giant... I have a giant pile of shit. When I unloaded my truck, I literally pulled everything out of the Tacoma. I have not a single thing left in it, except for the things that are being sold with raw it. dog, raw it's full, dog. It's raw full dog. raw dog, raw dog, raw dog. <laughs> yeah, that's so what it we're did doing. So bad that you and had to um, I would, <laughs> as much as I wish I would have taken raw dog in this trip, I would have been. A little bit nervous going down that hill because I got a bad clunk and the brakes aren't great. Yeah. Well, and some of that, that <laughs> yeah, that would have been sketchy. Really narrow. Yeah. Yeah, brutally narrow, which is weird because hey, Mike, how wide is the 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 Tacoma versus the suburban? No, I think your uh, your raw dog is about twice as wide, right? Did we settle on three? So like raw dog would touch Idaho and the Pacific Ocean. Um, but the Tacoma is just about what, like 70 inches, 71 inches. Yeah. It's, it's only about the black. Sea. Yeah. You would have been in California <laughs> on a few corners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did cross into California, by the way. 
I don't know if you guys did. Nah, shit. Yeah. That ruins the weekend. 